Hello and welcome to the Vicky Podcast. We're back again. Um, something a little bit different this week, which we will get into. But first of all, just to announce that it's just the trio this time. We thought we'd uh, we had done this for a while, so we thought we'd go back to our roots um, and just have the three of us having a bit of a chat, a bit of a chin wag. So welcome, Grivo and Chug. How are you both? Yeah, okay, very good. You. Nice to be here. Yeah, you snuck in last week. I was cheeky, but um, you were working, obviously, so you couldn't join us last week. How have yep. you got on? How you doing? Yeah, it's been a busy week. One of the other managers has been off. Um, he's in a band, so he's been touring around the country, which has been good. But it just meant that I've been doing the closes. Uh, but I've got um, managed to agree to get tonight off to watch the uh, Man United Vill- Villarreal final. So I'm buzzing about that. Grievo, nice week. Busy week, yeah, but you know, I'm here. I thought I'd try and keep up the uh, 100% attendance. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, done very was, well. So it far. was important in school, so I thought I'd bring it into the pod as well. <laughs> the only one in school, sorry, did you get it in school? Yeah, I was about a 96 97 percenter. Oh, um, no, yeah, a couple of days off for various reasons, but yeah, I was I was pretty much there. Yeah, I'll rate that. Yeah, um, Chuck, did you did you what did you think of the wedding pod last week? I haven't been through it yet. I'm saving it. You're saving it, are you? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a um, got a long car journey to Portsmouth coming up, and nice. I've been wanting to listen. I've been wanting to save it for that. What are your thoughts on on wedding and marriage? Any time to have your say? Well, um, I think you shouldn't necessarily rush into it. As in, do it at the stage when you and your partner are like re- one ready to get married most important thing you're both fully committed and then secondly do it when you're like financially de- ready to have the day that you want to you want to have like i i know a few people that have just got m- married and like they probably haven't even had the day that they aim to have just because of financial restraints i just don't think you need to rush yeah, that's sound advice. And also, like, you don't have to spend loads and loads of money. So if you do want to get married and you haven't got the money, just mm. get married and then have like, a big party when you have got the money sort of thing. Yeah. If, if marriage is, is what's important to you, then, yeah, just get married, I suppose. Mm. My other thing, actually, as well, that um, me and Ridley have talked about before, it's the guy's day too. We, so, yeah, we, we did get into that, yeah. You got <laughs> into that and good, because the... Um, um, it always seems about the like woman's big day, but it's it's not. It's about it's about the guy too. It's yeah, sort of why we wanted to do that part from a male perspective because yeah, we sort of said on there it's not just the women that do get excited about it. Like I genuinely have been excited uh, about my wedding, which is not far away now. Yeah, so. I know you have. You've been planning for, planning for ages, haven't you? Yeah. By the time this gets released, it'll be two weeks. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. Won't be there, but I'm excited to hear all about it. Yeah, I wish you were. I'm sure everyone could be there, but such is coronavirus. Such is corona. We've got um, we got the more important day coming up, though, haven't we? We have we have got the stag on Saturday. Yeah, so, yeah, it'd be a big night. Any big events, Sam? Any big news? Um, not really. Um, I just thought I'd I'd back up on the uh, wedding pod and just. Reveal that I actually got a bit of heat off of my comments on the wedding pod. <laughs> uh, from, 
various parties. Um, so yeah, that, that, I mean, the wedding probably wasn't great for me, but um, yeah, you know, such is life, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's all said in good faith. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the the, the main uh, thing that was brought up was the fact that I joked that I'd be there via Zoom. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't wasn't going to be part of the day, which didn't go down well with a few members of a, a, a group which I named on the pod. But <laughs> I would like to formally apologise for that and move forward. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave her there then. And, uh, <laughs> we'll go on Rezo to our... his gold shovel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go on. We'll carry on with our normal segment. Uh, and that is the Bicky Breakdown. Um, well, I mean, the, a big thing that's gone on this last week, which is what we're actually going to end up talking about, so I don't want to talk about it too much, is the Premier League did finish. So the football season is not quite over, but the, the main season is over. I will just say, whilst we're on football, I've just seen something. Um, we are watching, as Chuck mentioned, the Man United-Villarreal Europa League final. Um, so there may be some live reactions as we go along. Um, so sorry about it if Chug Chug is a Man United fan so if there's a lot of shouting going on that will be him me and Sam are quite neutral who are we going for are we, go, are we going against United just because they're United or are we going with the home yeah I'm going against oh United. fuck off I knew it I knew it when you said I've just seen something <laughs> <laughs> is he off he's offside right tell me he's offside <laughs> oh. so Villarreal just scored as I spoke um yeah, United won that down. Me and Sam are going to go with Villarreal. I had them from the start of the season, funnily enough. I just needed Byron to win the Champions League at the same time. That didn't really go well. So, uh, the big breakdown. Anyone, what's happened this week apart from the football finishing? That's what we're going to be talking about. But um, any major news stories we want to, we want to break down? Um, no major news story, but I, I mentioned pre-pod that I, 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 was on, I was on the old app of TikTok. And, yep. I, and I came across... A, uh, a TikTok, which I thought I'd, I'd bring up and get your thoughts on it. Um, essentially, th- this lad was ranking uh, from 10 to 1 the best British sporting moments of the 21st century. Ooh. Okay. And there are some on here which deserve to be. There are some which I, I would probably move around, and there's some which I'm not quite sure should even be on it. You said um, 21st century. 21st century only, so from two, the year 2000 onwards. Cool. Um, it says British sporting moments, but there are <clears throat> moments in this that are associated with British teams rather than British people. Okay. Um, I think that's the main parameter of his list. Um, so I'll kick off. Uh, in number 10 was Liverpool-Istanbul 2005. I thought it might be higher. I thought it might be higher. I thought it'd be higher. Yeah, um, but th- this lad stuck it down as tenth, which you know each of their own. Um, in number nine, he had England win the Ashes in two thousand and seven. Was that I? I what? I, I do watch the Ashes, but was that one of the big ones? One of the like? I don't know. I think it was one of. It was the first time in years we won it in Australia. Yeah, so I think that's probably what. For me, I think two thousand and five was probably better. That was that was that was the whitewash, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Frank yeah. himself. Yeah, I'd, yeah, we'll have to ask our good friend Ryan on that one. He is, yeah, he's, he's mad into his cricket. Um, number eight was that Aguero moment in twenty twelve. 
Yeah, I thought it might be there. Yeah, I thought it'd be slightly higher, I suspect. I don't know. In terms of British sport, the Prem is the biggest league in, in you know, sport in Britain, football. Yeah, well, I mean, quite up there. If the category is British sport, like I said, it's it's a British club. Yeah. It's not yeah, a British he... person, though, is it? No, it's true. It's very true, yeah. So I think it's iconic for British sporting moments, but as he's not a British person, I think eighth is a pretty good spot for it, to be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I like that. And in seventh, he had um, Anthony Joshua beating Klitschko, the world um, heavyweight champion, 2017. I've never really, never really been bothered by boxing, so I don't. I'm not. I like Anthony Joshua. If I was going to choose anyone to watch, but I mean, yeah, it, it was a big moment, wasn't it? But it it wasn't really like one of them chilling. I don't no. know. Maybe it's just because I'm a football fan and like the Aguero haunts me. But you don't think, oh, like Joshua has just won. Yeah, I mean, it, it was at Wembley in front of a packed crowd. Um, yeah, you know, AJ's the biggest British boxer for a couple of decades. Um, yeah. That, that right hook against arguably the best heavyweight of all time. I mean, mm. I can see why it's up there, but like I said, like you said, you know, I don't have that emotional connection to that moment like most people do. No. I mean, imagine being there though, 90,000 fans going, oh, Anthony, Joshua. Like, yeah. it, it would have been pretty massive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely on the list for British moments that you wish you were there for. Yeah. But... How- how long would you be out cold for after Anthony Joshua right hook? I think I'd be dead. Life. Life. I, you can go I think life. I'd firm it. I, I reckon that's always weak and I'd get back up. No, I think I'd firm it. <laughs> <laughs> go on, hit me again. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah scrappy. You know, I love it. Um, in number six, Lewis Hamilton's first world championship. In 2008. It's similar to boxing. I don't care about F1. I don't like Lewis Hamilton, to be honest. So that doesn't give me the vibes. Mm. Like I, I did a bit of research into this. And essentially, he won it by overtaking... I think he finished fourth in that race. But he overtook someone in the last corner, which gave him enough points overall to I win. Do, yeah, I seem to remember that being the case. So, like, it's a big... Like, for, at the moment, Yeah, it was like a... Like nerve-wracking moment, but yeah, it's just people driving around in it. Yeah, I, I've been getting into my Formula One a bit more lately, and Lewis Hamilton doesn't get enough credit he deserves uh, as a British sportsman. The what he's done in Formula One, he's the greatest of all time. He is. There's no like, there's no debate. Um, he's above Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but just because he's a bit outspoken. Um, he just gets a lot of flack. I think he he doesn't get his like um, recognition. It's because he's British. Yeah, I think if Probably, he was yeah. like if like if you look at Spanish drivers, um, what's his name, Fernando Alonso, Alonso. Yeah, people love him, and he's not actually won that much. No, yeah, that's true. But people respect him and put him higher than Lewis Hamilton just because he's foreign. Yeah. So yeah, I think if if you look at things won and actual sort of like. Driving ability, he is the greatest of all. I yeah, I'd be interested to see in F one. They all had exactly the same car, mm. exactly the same spec, exactly the same top speed, and all that. And then, because that would sort of determine who is the best driver. 
rather than who's got the best car. What, like a Ford Mondeo or like an actual... Yeah, yeah like a... Well, I suppose because obviously Top Gear used to do it with their star and start at a reasonably priced car. And yeah. to be fair, Hamilton absolutely smashed because they get they had a separate board for F1 drivers and he was topped by like a mile. Yeah. To be fair. So that sort of, sort of proves it, but yeah. Yeah, so that was number six. Number five was Leicester City winning the Prem 2016. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it'd be higher. Slightly higher. I think yeah, every... Again, it's not... It, it is British because it's a British team. Although yeah. Leicester had a fair few British players, so... I think everybody loved that, didn't they? Because nobody hates Leicester. It's like... Brit- British people love an underdog as well, naturally. Yeah. In whatever sport we're watching, we love an underdog. Mm. And they were 5,000 to 1. So, that's as underdog as you can get. Yeah, I think it's, it's personally affected us because... I know, Chubb, you lived with um, Jules, who was a Leicester City fan Yeah, that year. So we, we lived through that with him, which was pretty special. Yeah, that was yeah. good fun. Um, number four, uh, Super Saturday 2012 uh, at the Olympics in London when we won uh, three gold medals. Yeah, yeah. I thought that would be number one because that is British for in a nutshell. That, that's yeah, it's pretty massive, massive, wasn't it? In London... Was it three, three or four gold medals? Three. Jess Grenis Hill won, Mo Farah run, and uh, uh, Greg Rutherford. Rutherford. Mm. Yeah, I thought that'd be the one number one. If you're going to talk about British sporting moments, that's that nothing is better than the Olympics for most athletes. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that was that just missed out on on the uh, on the podium in this lads list. Um, and third, England winning the Rugby World Cup 2003. Yeah, that's pretty big. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I fire us, but it's our it's our own country winning, you know, a world tournament that's mm. bound to be up there. Yeah, this this is one memory I, li- I can literally tell you exactly <clears throat> what I was wearing, where I was, what I was doing to the absolute sort of like tiniest of detail. Um, watching that on the TV, so it's it's special for me. It, it was the commentary with my alarm clock about two years like it's <laughs> <laughs> it was special and I think it was special for a lot of people but I don't think it's I think it's like third or fourth officially um, in sports in, in England it doesn't get the, the praise it probably should yeah I still would put Olympics above that though yeah I think yeah it's because it's British isn't it yeah like, if you if it was English um, then maybe it would be a, a comp- like a big competition, but because it's British and it was yeah. the GB team, then yeah, I could probably I could, I'd agree with you there. Um, number two, England Cricket World Cup 2019 Super Over. Yeah, the, that was insane. That that hit me a lot. I don't really don't not a huge fan of cricket. I like I do like watching hit cricket here and there, but I felt it on that day. That was that was massive. Like, yeah, I think. I think because Ben Stokes is loved by pretty much everyone. Apart from those two gay fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from those two. <laughs> and probably all of New Zealand now. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that was special, wasn't it? That was a big moment. That that moment can like captivate any armchair cricket fan as well, can't it? Because it was just a super over. Like, doesn't matter if you haven't seen the other all the rest of the game, like mm. you just got to see that to enjoy it, haven't you? Yeah. You, could, you could literally take Ben Stokes and then 
pair it up with his innings in the Ashes and just call just have a British moment as Ben Stokes summer of when it, what was it 2019 yeah, yeah Ben Stokes summer of 2019 as a British moment that that innings in the Ashes plus that super over just yeah he had a, he had a hell of a summer yeah mm, yeah but I mean he, he became a household name didn't he yeah so um, number one which. Are we going to try and guess? Yeah, I'll let you guess. Go on. Guess. Is, is, it, is it quite controversial, do you think? On on first thoughts, when you hear it, you'll go, really? But then when you dive a bit deeper, then you may understand why it's top. Chug any ideas? Uh, um, I don't think it's it, but, and it's not really like, an amazing achievement, but in terms of how it made the nation feel, maybe like winning the penalty shootout against Colombia. That's a good shout. Like the feels of the beers in the air and everything. I don't know. See, for, for that World Cup run, I'd probably say Kieran Trippier as a moment. Yeah. Was putting that free kick the, in. Yeah. yeah. It was better than that knock, uh, the penalty shootout. But it's not that. I honestly can't. I can't. Would would the sport give it away? Yeah. It happened in 20, 2013. I'll give it a year. What happened in 2013? I don't remember. No. Um, Andy Murray winning Wimbledon. Oh, of oh. course. Mm. Well, yeah, that, I, I did get on board with that one. I won't play number one, but... Yeah, it was a big moment, especially after 2012 when he lost out. You know, he had that he was tears at the interview, and he won the Olympics, and then he come back and won that. Yeah, the first time in 74 years a British male has won. Yeah, Fred, Fred Perry was the last. Good knowledge, great Good knowledge. That's bad. It. Why are we so bad at tennis? What? <laughs> I don't think we're bad at tennis. I think just a lot of people are good at it. We're quite. We're not really individual sport people. Like, no, we're not. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We love a team sport, don't we? We do love a team sport. Yeah. Yeah. So it is because, there... because, because most of our teams aren't full of British people. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we love a team sport. <laughs> <laughs> we love taking in a load of foreigners <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, the there's an Argentinian on this list just shows how, uh, how great yeah. we are at sport. <laughs> um, so, is there anything on that list that you would? Drop out and put your own one in. For it not being British as such, the Aguero moment because he's an Argentinian. Yeah. Uh, what what to replace it with though? Don't know. I mean, you could put. I mean, I'm rugby biased. We could put one of the Lions sets in there. Yeah, that is British. As a British team, quite literally a British team. Mm-hmm. I I'm think pretty... Marjon Varsity 2's 26 <laughs> I think I, I I I found his um sort of draft and that that was eleventh on the list. Ah uh, yeah, fair. So yeah, it's it's an interesting list. It's a good list. I, I would definitely have put a few things higher and lower, but I think overall he's not done a bad job. He's no, done well, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely put Olympics top. I think. Nice. Personally, I think because the Olympics is just so massive. Yeah. 
it's like, yeah, it's like a World not, Cup, but a hell of a lot bigger. Not just the um, not just the one day either, like the whole thing, like yeah, in terms of all the cycling medals and everything. You won. You just like, you just end up getting into sports that you just would never get into. Yeah, I know. Like I'm there, Jane, on the shooting boys. I'm like, go on, boys. Yeah, shoot them clay pigeons. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would do you put the Paralympics on the same level as the Olympics? It should be. I, I, God, I don't tend to watch it, but it's you know it should be. It's, it's people. It's it's still it's that same principle. It's people around the world competing against each other to be the best. Is, which is what sport is. Yeah. I, lo- I love it personally. I think, you know, watching a man with no arms trying to swim is beautiful. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's not even me, that, I'm not even taking the piss. Like, genuinely, like... It is insane just, what some people achieve. Just in yeah. the sense that they could swim a length twice, if not three times the speed of you. And yeah. Yeah. Not, um, so I, I probably appreciate... Um, <laughs> old David Weir in his, in his wheelchair because running a marathon is hard but your legs can just sort of continue going yeah the fucking push yourself my, my shoulder burn must be insane mm. for 26 miles that is yeah that must hurt like fuck yeah I he remember watching did, um, the... some of the sprint events as well didn't he yeah so yeah that's, that's like yeah he's pretty good all rounder remember watching the Johnny Peacock win and that was pretty big as well yeah I remember um, I think, I think I'd like to see them not separated anymore, like put together as a giant Olympics, but not saying the para athletes should compete with the normal athletes. They should still have the para events, but it should yeah, all contribute towards one goal. Because oh yeah, it was always like three weeks of Olympics and then it's like two weeks of Paralympics. Yeah, it would just be like a full month of all of it. Yeah, and just um... have the. 100 meter final, um, Usain Bolt and his, his guys, yeah. and then Peacock on right after, or even do it before because the crowd will be there then, yeah. Because the crowd will watch that as sort of like a, not a warm up because it's, it's, it's a big event, it's still a final, and then after that, knowing they got Usain Bolt to come, or probably not not anymore, obviously, but yeah, whoever's, whoever's next. I mean, the fact he can run 100 meters in 11 seconds with one leg. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. I think I got yeah. down to thirteen in about year ten. I was definitely. What's your hundred meter time, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> the one that was recorded was um, seventeen point three. Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was a good bookie breakdown. I appreciate that. Thanks for, uh, for bringing that into the table, Sam. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah it was very that. interesting. It keeps with the theme of what we're going to talk about. As I've said, the Premier League season and the, indeed the Football League season, apart from the playoffs, has finished. Um, we are just going to spend however long breaking it down. We're going we're to go back to the predictions we made at the start of the season, which we did through YouTube, obviously just before we got right into doing our podcast. Um, we made full table predictions. We made individual player predictions, like team of the year predictions, and all that sort of thing. We're going to talk about those, and yeah, just just sort of review the season, really, because football is a common interest of all of ours. Um, it's easy to talk about. We, you know, we we play FIFA tournaments as well, which we again we're going to get into at some point in the future. Um, but yeah, um, for me, it didn't. It 
I don't. It didn't seem like it was a huge thing that Man City won. I just felt like because they won it so early, and because it, it was still a bit, the season's been a bit controlled by COVID. It just felt like a bit. Oh, Man City won. Okay. It, it never is like a big deal when they win because no one really cares. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Man City? No one cares. Really. Even United fans are like, they would rather Man City won it than Liverpool. Yeah. Because everybody just knows like a little annoying Liverpool fan or you guys as Liverpool fans, you know a load of United fans that are just going to give it, give you pelters like on the opposite result. But you don't know a Man City fan that's going to, that's going to batter you if you lose. Well, no, I don't know anyone from Abu Dhabi, so. (laughs) (laughs) You go to the the stadium and still not find a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, I always hate it when it finishes as early as it does. Like, I know Liverpool won it ridiculously early as well. But it just, I don't know, the top never seems to be interesting anymore. For, For a long time, there's not... I mean that Liverpool Man City cut few cut years ago that was probably the most interesting, but mm. the the battles are always like relegation and who's gonna get top four, who's gonna get Europe. That's where it seems to be more interesting. Yeah, I think maybe going into next season we might see a breakaway free of Man City, um, Liverpool, um with sort of Van Dyke back and everything. I think they'll be back up to speed and Chelsea. Do you think United are going to be again there? Not quite there yet? No, I still don't think they're there. I think they're going through the motions a little bit. I mean, maybe that's because I'm currently watching the game and they're 1-0 down. But um, <laughs> maybe, maybe ask that question towards the end of the pod and hopefully Greenwood scored a worldie and I'm like, we're going to win the fucking league next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the most surprising finish position for a team for you? Probably got to look at West Ham, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. Two points off fourth, Sansek. Yeah, but I think the thing with West Ham is I work with a couple of West Ham fans, um, so I talk about it a lot. But their biggest issue have always been injuries, and I think for probably twenty-five games at least this season, they've had a full-strength squad. Yeah, and they don't have a bad squad at all. Like if you, for man for man, they definitely should be making top ten. Um, definitely pushing for Europe. And yeah, I think this, this this season they've managed to get their best players on the pitch for the majority of it. But even when they did get the injuries, it didn't phase them that much because Antonio got injured, and then you were thinking, "Shit, they haven't got any strikers." Yeah, but they just stuck Bowen up top for a bit, and then everybody else contributed. It was fine. Mm. Um, and, then, and then they got the Ballon d'Or winner on loan, which helps. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a very good sign in that it turned out to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a few quotes, okay, from our throughout this pod from our last YouTube video. Um, um, Percy, you you joked about Lingard getting young player of the season on our <laughs> pod. Are you still eligible for that? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you won't get a player of the season at the age. You did have a very good season. Yeah, he had. Um, in terms of fantasy league, he had the the most points per game um, right. ratio. So that would suggest if he were to play all season, he would have had a bloody good season. Yeah, definitely. Did you think he's he was the signing that made the most impact on the club he signed for? Um, potentially. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you're looking at someone like Ruben Diaz, who went in and just solidified that Man City defence. But it's Man yeah. City. They're always going to be first or yeah. second, regardless. Um, who else? Rafinha at Leeds. He has been phenomenal. Yeah. When uh, is this Watkins' first season for Villa? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is pretty good, and I can tell you now. Lucas backed him. Our special friend Lucas. Um, he backed him, and he and he backed Villa, Villa to um, uh, finish in the top ten. Um, so I don't. I can't remember where they finally came. They finished eleventh. So yeah. finished eleventh. So not that special. All, all of us sort of thought that they might not get there. Um, but yeah, he backed Watkins and he backed Villa. Yeah, I mean, looking them. looking at our tables, then me and Chuck had Villa get relegated, Ooh. and Sam had Villa to sixteenth, so almost relegation. Oh, God, we didn't. None of us backed Villa in this. Yeah, interesting that. Mm. Go on then, Percy. Do you want to? Do you want to go through the tables and then we'll sort yeah. of discuss from there? Right, my table. I. Even though I think in one of the prediction pods I banged on about Chelsea, I did actually go Man City top. So Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United were my top four in that order. So Not far off. Got the top mm. four right, but not in the right order, obviously. Yeah. And then it was Arsenal fifth, Leicester sixth, Spurs seventh, Wolves eighth. Okay. Still good. So Spurs far, did far Arsenal a bit higher up than they did. Uh, we all had Everton ninth. <laughs> from the other. <laughs> then I had Southampton 10th. Um, my bottom half of the table was Fulham, Burnley, Sheffield United. Put them quite high up. Newcastle, Leeds, quite low down. Palace, Brighton, West Ham, Villa, West Brom. So I had West Ham relegating as well. Interesting. Yeah. So what, you only backed West Brom to go down? Yeah, of the ones that went down, yeah. Backed Fulham quite highly. highly. Fulham eleventh, yeah, I did. I thought they'd be the best of the of the promote, promoted lot. I thought Leeds would be the worst, which obviously they weren't. Perhaps, um, perhaps up there for um, biggest shock result of the season, like Leeds doing so well. Yeah, true. I think I don't, I don't know if you boys saw, but Pep got manager of the season. Mm. And, I did he? Yeah, I hate it when that happens, when when the league winner gets it. Because they're expected to do that. For me, a player or a manager of the season has got to do what they're not expected to do, mm. which is why you're looking at David Moyes at West Ham or Brendan Leicester. Yeah, Bielsa at Leeds. I, I think Bielsa at Leeds. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, I would have, I would have been happy with Moyes or Bielsa, but like you said, if you win the league, then you're automatically up there for manager of the tournament. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't don't get that to be honest, but. Mm. The exciting thing about Leeds, they started so well and they caught teams off guard by how hard they worked. And then they dipped a bit. Yeah. And then people started talking about Bielsa burnout, which has been used in a couple of uh, Leeds championship seasons uh, because obviously they're such a hard-working team. They just get burnt out and then they can't perform at the end stage of the season. But if you look at the form tables of the end of the season, the last five, six, seven games, Leeds are like first or second. I think they're second down Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool are up there. Their last 10 games, I think they won nine, drew one. Yeah. Liverpool, anyway. Um, 
Yeah, but I, I think you know, if you're talking about Leeds, you got a big, uh, big shout to Stuart Dallas. Yeah, yeah, like the most versatile player, other than James Milner, I've seen for oh, ages. Yeah, played right back, left back, uh, midfield. Yeah, I think he played centre back on a back three at one point. Yeah. Um, Trev, your table. Oh, you also backed Man City. You went Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United. So again, you got the right top four, not in the right order. Okay. Then you went Arsenal, fifth, Spurs, sixth, Leicester, seventh, Wolves, eight. Same as you, isn't it? Um, I had Leicester and Spurs swapped round, but yeah. Everton ninth, obviously, as I said, and then you had Burnley tenth. <laughs> okay. You had Sheffield United eleventh, so quite high oh. up there. Southampton, Newcastle, Leeds in 14th, so it's still quite low. West Ham in 15th, Fulham 16th, Palace, and then Brom, West Brom, Brighton, and Villa relegated. Wow. So you also got one, one relegated. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, isn't it? See, we all, well, should we base the table on sort of last season, which is why we put, we both put Sheffield United quite high, because they had a banging season last season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam, then. They were awful. What did you say? I was going to say Sheffield United were awful, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole season. Yeah, pretty much. They actually played well the last sort of few games, weirdly. Sam's table. You backed Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, well, if it wasn't for Pickford, assassinating Van Dijk. <laughs> <laughs> You had Liverpool City, Chelsea United, so again, we all got the top four right, just in the wrong order. Yeah. Then you had Tottenham, Arsenal, Wolves, Leicester, so again, same sort of theme. Yeah. Everton Knights, so again, same. Yeah. West Ham, you had 10th, so you had the highest out of all of us for West Ham. Okay. Burnley, Leeds, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Palace, 11 to 15. Villa and Southampton just missing out. And then you had Fulham, Brighton and West Brom relegated. So I got two out of three. Yeah. So we all nailed the top four, just in the wrong order. Mm. Sam nailed the relegation. I'll take that. Good job on the relegation. Yeah. Um, well, I've got Jamie's table there as well. I know a special friend, but so he's not here. Which you'll probably moan about. He's like, oh, I like football. I can't fight for the man. As I said to him, you can't talk about the topics you don't like talking about. You can't talk about the ones you do like talking about either. No. My catchphrase <laughs> is, you're not on the logo, so fuck off. <laughs> uh, so Jamie this is your table if you're listening which you should be if you want to be on this pod you've got to listen to the pods Eep also back Liverpool interestingly mm. yeah Liverpool Man City Chelsea United so again same story Spurs Wolves Arsenal Leicester same story <laughs> Everton in night <laughs> uh, Burnley Newcastle Sheffield United Leeds Fulham Southampton, 11 to 15. He had West Ham and Palace just missing out. And then he had Villa, Brighton, and West Brom relegated. So we all put Villa really low down. Yeah, I, I remember when we did that pod. Uh, we did it before Watkins come in. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's the like catalyst, but like I remember, I, I don't think Martinez was there either. And those two signings, yeah. uh, Martinez and Watkins. Uh, were a massive help to Villa because they didn't really have another striker, did they? Um, and Martinez, what a keeper. He's quality. 
I think we did it before Barkley signed as well, mm. and just after Matty Cash. Yeah, which is why I put Villa as I put Villa as sort of like sixteenth because yeah. of Matty Cash. Um, I thought that that was what they were missing from the season before a solid right back, but I don't think anyone. Yeah, no one like it's proof of the pudding. No one thought Villa would have such a good season. They just they changed the way they played, didn't they? They were yeah. suddenly like pressing higher, um, more intensity. Like they just completely changed over over lockdown and and pre season and came back a much better side. Oh, Greenish turned to bloody Paul Gascoigne, didn't he? Elves. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I've become a fan of Grealish whoa yeah so that's what I was going to mention to you Percy <laughs> um, I assume you remember that because yeah. I, I, I I listened to two of the older pods where we talked about our predictions and things and honestly I couldn't remember a lot of it because um, it was quite a lot it was, it was a year ago um, so yeah you obviously remember in hammering Greenwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, yeah, I'll happily admit I was not his biggest fan. But, one, um, one of the things you said, I hate his hair, I hate his shorts, and I hate his socks. I still, <laughs> I still hate all that. I still hate all that. But I rate him as a football player now. <laughs> okay. I think I saw a stat the other day where I think he's fourth in the league for chances created. And he only played like what, 24 games? Yeah. That's, that's insane. Good. Yeah. Does he go he... for the Euros? Does he start in the Euros? Oh, I think he's got him. Mm, not for me, I don't think. Or go or start? or Oh, he goes. Yeah. I don't think he starts. Um, just because of the way um, Southgate would play, I don't think. Um, I imagine... I think Foden might get the spot on the left above him. Okay. Because he played much more and he's quality. Yeah, he's class. But then a couple of games the Greenish played for England in the World Cup qualifiers. He oh, played quality. in the midfield, didn't he? Yeah. So is that where Southgate sees him? Yeah, I think obviously um, Southgate's younger son, Mason Mount, Gets automatic <laughs> spot, doesn't he? So, um, whether you can play both, that's a question in the field. Yeah, okay, why not? Um, should I go through a bit of the podcast that I listened to then? Yeah, yeah cool. um, so what we did, I don't know if you boys remember, but we wanted to give a um, a team for the upcoming, we'll get team of the season. Oh, God. and we. <laughs> We made sure we got a team that works. Uh, so a team that all, oh, yeah. could all play together. Um, yeah. And it, it's interesting. Uh, we started off by talking about the goalkeepers. Um, and the first thing that you brought up, Percy, was the Henderson-De Gea debate mm-hmm. and who we think will play more. Uh, we all backed De Gea to play the season and Henderson Cup keeper. Um, so, yeah, pretty spot on there. Yeah. I mean, De-, De Gea went out with personal reasons and they sort of swapped over towards the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, the actual goalkeeper in this team is the interesting one. Yeah, I, so, I think I remember. You boys are both Liverpool fans, aren't you? Um, so we started talking about Edison and Alisson. And then Sam brings up 
Mr. Nick Pope. That's such a me shout, isn't it, Nick Pope? <laughs> <laughs> you rambled on about his passing stats and everything oh, for a little yeah. bit. And somehow, Nick Pope has got in as the best keeper. <laughs> yeah, but when... <laughs> yes. He's had an unfortunate injury, isn't he? I, I yeah, I, I do still think he's a he's a bloody good keeper. But the, I just thought it's mad the fact that we put him in over Edison and Allison. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you boys can guess what we predicted for left back and right back. Yeah. 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 Trent and Robbo. Um, neither of us black backed Luke Shaw to have a good season. Um, no. we looked at his stats, but he's had a he's had a good season, hasn't he? Um, um, there's obviously a lot, lot of um, speculation about Trent and the Euros. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I would like to see him in there uh, because of the way that he's recovered the season. As in last five, six, seven games for Liverpool, he's been class. He's been one of their best players. So, yeah, I, I, I'd probably start him. Like I. Without Liverpool bias, and I know it's going to sound mental to say, but having he's basically like having De Bruyne at right back. His, yeah, his dead ball and his delivery and it is is that good. Um, defensively, obviously he's well. I mean, the season before last, he had Van Dijk covering him, Joe Gomez, so that wasn't that obvious. But this season, he had um a couple of lesser centre backs, of course. Um, but I. I was he 21, 22? And he, he's won everything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think if you're going to go for experience, then Kyle Walker is brilliant. Um, but if you just want a bit of a bit of a spark and that X factor at right back, then like that, there isn't a better right back. There's there isn't a better attacking right back going to the Euros and Trent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. In terms of um, <coughs> comparing, we'll go Trent and Robbo um, to who you think would be in the team of the season. Trent. I mean, do, do, do the, either of those two get in to the actual team of the season? Probably not. I mean, Cancelo's been awesome. Yeah. Luke um, Shaw's been decent. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but I, th- I think Trent's probably top three. I would say. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Get it out! <laughs> um, if you've just joined the pod, um, we're still watching Villarreal versus Manchester United. Villarreal, I wonder. Oh, that. It's sloppy. That is, that is it's United, bad. Um... It's really bad. Um, I keep glancing up and just, oh, just get the. I don't feel like United have had a real decent attack yet, to be honest. No, not really. Um, right, who right. our centre backs? Um, we all put Virgil van Dijk in there straight away. Yeah. Um, obviously and he would have been. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely would have been if he wouldn't have been for that injury. The other one was an interesting one. Uh, and I don't know if you boys remember, but I we can. put we put Tarkovsky in there. Oh, why did we get so many Burnley players? <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I think I'd probably push that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but we all backed you. Um, and then that was at the point when we decided that um, manager for this team. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be anyone other than Stones and Diaz? 
No, don't think so. No, no. no. Um, uh, CDM. We went in a 4-3-3 with a holding midfielder. We put Kante. When he plays, is the best in the world. That's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was quality in the um, Champions League games that I watched him in. Exactly. Really? I was just about to say, look at him. He's taken Chelsea to the Champions League final. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, but doesn't play enough, does he? That's true. He doesn't look too cool. No. He, he, he wasn't really getting a look in at Frank. But now no. people's come in. Um, you know, an actual experience manager. Um, <laughs> you know what he's doing. Uh, he, he's staying a lot more. Um, probably the only two predictions that we might have got right are the um, the two slightly more attacking midfielders. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's KDB and Bruno. Yeah, it's gone. A um, couple others that might enter that from this season. I mean... Mm. Central midfielders, Suchek maybe. Yeah, Suchek. Um, Dallas. Dallas, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> maybe. Um, on the right, we all back Salah. Yeah. Yeah, he's still. His stats say he has a good. He had a good season. Second, Second top goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, still good. Um, and here's where it gets really interesting. Okay. I know. I remember this debate. I remember having the debate of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, the left side. Yeah. You boys both back Sterling heavily. <laughs> um, and I came out and said that I wasn't having it. Um, and somehow, I don't know, you boys must have been. You boys must have bitched out, but we ended up going Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> both terrible shouts. <laughs> Sorry? Both terrible shouts. Yeah, we Son, Son was talked about. Um, yeah. And I think Son could get in there. But, yeah. We, yeah, you boys really pushed for Sterling. And he's not really, not really done it this season, is he? No, I don't really know why. Like, City haven't changed their system. But I think the big thing with Sterling is that City haven't had a striker all year. Hmm. I think he works very well off the fact that the defenders focus on Man City's um, attacker, their main striker, and then Sterling just sort of slots in behind and fills, fills in the gaps. Yeah, well, what's what's changed about Man City is the um, two midfielders are more active in the goals, aren't they? So yeah, Gundogan, yeah. obviously, KDB. Maybe... Maybe the fact that those strike uh, those wingers, uh, he's had to push out wide more to then open the spaces for those two midfielders. Um, probably one of the best creative players in Premier history, David Silva's not there. Yeah, he help. yeah. Um, right before we get into the striker, hang on. Oh yeah, go on. We'll have a, a quick drinks break. Oh, we'll season. leave we'll leave the listeners on tenterhooks here. They want to know who our striker is. Um, it's obviously the striker probably will be, but. We'll get into it in yeah, whenever we have our drink. Goodbye. Thank you. Ciao. You are listening to The Bicky Podcast. I hope you're enjoying this episode. 
If you haven't already, please send us some feedback to thebickypodcast at hotmail.com and even give off give us a follow on Instagram at thebickypodcast. But for now, back to this week's episode. Enjoy. Oh, rapid We're a machine um, now, aren't we? <laughs> Welcome back to the Becky Podcast, where we are breaking down the Premier League season just gone. And we are talking about the predictions we made at the start of the season and, and seeing how close we were so far, fucking miles away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, wait until yeah. I get into some of these quotes that are uh, good. <laughs> uh, before the break, we were making our way through our predicted team of the season. Um, Again, pretty pretty far away in certain positions. Um, and we left you on the striker position. I know you're all wondering who the striker we went for is. So let's let's get into it. Chug, please well, reveal. You know what we talked about about uh, Lewis Hamilton earlier? Um, yeah. And the fact that he's probably not recognised as high as he should be because uh, he's British. Uh, we've done exactly the same thing with Harry Kane here. Well, Harry Kane is not our striker, no. Oh, um, Percy, I've got a quote from you. Yeah. Um, don't rate Harry Kane. Just scores tap-ins. Um, most robotic footballer ever. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, got one from our special friend, Jamie. Chuck, Kane say, never delivers. Uh, are you watching the TV at the moment? Get in there! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting on that for about 30 Come seconds. I've been waiting on it. Uh-huh. Yes, it, be... it has just gone one all in the Europa League final. I think they're checking it, though. I don't want to rule oh, the result. I che- to... They are checking it. I won't say what the result is. Um, It's not coming up here, anyway. Oh, bloody... It looks all right for me. Oh, sure, I looks nervous. I'd give it. Whilst we are waiting for the VAR check, um, if you'd like to let us know what your predictions were, how close you got, how you think the season went, do email us at thebickypodcast at hotmail.com. That's the latest we've ever plugged it. I'm not not so. impressed with that. Not impressed. VAR is so crap that it's halted our podcast. In yeah. Game <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm now trying to think of things to talk about uh, whilst we wait for a VAR check. Because I'm 20 seconds ahead. It's still going. Oh I'm 20 seconds ahead. It's still going on my screen. I'm 20 seconds ahead of you. So I, you I boys have... have got a long time to wait. He's just announcing now. Um, anyway, you're going to find out in a minute. Um, yeah, do email us your, your predictions, um, how, how you think the season went. Did you win any bets? Send us, send us in your bet slips. Go for it. Any season bet wins. <laughs> um, have you seen the result yet? No, no, I'm. It's, they're not even replaying the goal like normal. They're just showing me the referee. <laughs> is it, I'm is just it, looking at the ref. Is it because it's Spanish TV? Where is no? Where is the final? Gdansk, Gdansk, Poland. Oh, is it them that's controlling it? I don't know. Who knows? Yes, get in. There we go. <laughs> it is one all. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Did yeah, we so, back Cavani so... to be our striker? <laughs> no, we did not. Right. Um, yeah, so back on Kane. Um, uh, our special friend Jamie says Kane never delivers. Um, <laughs> Sam, you did back him. 
yeah, in ter- you, you didn't put him in the team. Yeah. But you did say that Kane would get 20 goals. He got 23. So, pretty good there. I'm taking that. <laughs> um, but we put in Timo Werner. Oh, God. Yeah, wow. we all heavily backed him. We were all very excited about him. Yeah. Um, a lot of them put us through his potential player of the season. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, though, I did see a stat. You know me, I love a stat. The other day, where I think he scored 11 goals this season, right, in all comps, which isn't great. But he's had 17 goals disallowed with air. Yeah, more, more 17. goals. 17? 17 goals, yeah. Wow. So, if half of those go his way and he finishes on 19 goals for the season, I don't think that's too bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could change if he scores the winner in the Champions League final as well. Of course it can. I think, I think he's just been unlucky this season. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we should have put Kane in. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't think we, anyone would have thought Kane would have done as well as he had. The fact that he's top scorer and top assister. When was the last time that happened in the Premier League? <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Was it... Um, oh, what's his name? <laughs> Andy Cole. <laughs> well, technically, it was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, but he got joint top scorer and joint oh, assistant. Did he? But oh, outright was Andy Cole. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was thinking, I was thinking it was um, Terry Henry because he did the 2020, but um, he was just pipped, wasn't he, by Ruth Van Nistelrooy on the on the goals? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, great team of the season. That's our team. Oh, bench. This is one that I wanted to talk about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Grievo was quite influential in this one. Of course I was. Um, Who have I picked? And we, <laughs> we thought that we needed a big man. So Mitrovic. <laughs> <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> right. Um, and while, whilst we're on the big man talk, yeah. um, so we've also done our, like... Um, Breakthrough of the season, signing of the season, young player of the season. We do, yeah. we talked about loads of things, right? And Sam, I want to touch upon this. I oh, don't say it, and I don't know if you remember this. I think I do. Sam's breakthrough of the season. Um, oh no, <laughs> it wasn't his breakthrough. This was Sam's unsung hero for 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 fantasy league. So, all you fantasy league players out there, listen to Sam. Because he has gone with Andy Carroll. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrible. I'll mark it with a quote. The best header the league's ever seen. (laughs) Okay, I've got one thing right there. Uh, I got his name right. Um, I mean, I, I remember saying this and maybe like, I think it was the third or fourth game in, he actually scored two. And I was thinking, bloody hell! I am Houdini. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I can see the future, mm-hmm. uh, which Houdini couldn't famously. Um, and yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great shout from me. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of mine. I went with Suchek. Okay, nice. Um, and I'm very proud. I'll mention again our special friend Lucas from the Wedding Pod. Um, he's gone with Luke Hailing, which, on the shout of it doesn't sound fantastic. If 
you have a look at the stats on the season, Luke Ayling had the most tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the the furthest ball carried um, stat. So he carried the ball the furthest up the pitch more than anybody in the Premier League. Um, so he had a bloody good breakthrough season. But why did Lucas pick Luke Ayling? <laughs> he picked Luke Ayling because he supports Yeovil and likes Bristol City. There we uh, are. So, there was so... no actual football knowledge on it. He just played for two teams he likes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just clutching at straws because Mandy Carroll shout was shit. Yeah, you've also said um, Laporte's world-class. Agree. Still back it? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? He's just Diaz and Stones have been quality. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of our sign-ins... Uh, we talked about what we thought Thiago Silva would do. Yeah. Um, and we thought he might just go in there as more of a mentor. I don't think we realised how good a season he would have. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, Lucas, our special friend Lucas, he did get one wrong a bit here. Uh, he backed Aubameyang to be the top scorer. Wow. Um, I think the rest of us backed... Werner. Yeah, just as bad. Um, Bruno, top assist from our special friend Jamie. Uh, the rest of us back KDB. Yeah, I mean, they're all... Well, they're both top three, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, Percy, your breakthrough, a man that you love. I know you'd like to hear this. You back Phil Foden. Yay! Unreal shot. Um... Yeah, Sam. yeah, yeah. Don't don't say it because I know. You know, do you? Yes, I know. Sam's breakthrough. Ryan Brewster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I said on the conditions that he goes on loan to another club, and he didn't. Club. He moved to another club, but he wasn't on loan, so I think that's null and void. Well, I'll back Please. it up. With, I'll give you a quote as well. <laughs> He could hit double figures easy. <laughs> I don't think he got double figures on passes completed, did he? <laughs> no. Um, He'll I'll have a you, good season next year in the champs. I'll give you some saving grace, though, here, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Um, you backed Holberg to be a good sign-in, and that he was uh, up there in the tackles, up there in the inceptions. Really helped Tottenham, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was probably behind Kane... Spurs' most consistent performer. Yeah. I would say. Um, at this point in the conversation, I asked you what you thought of um, Undombele. Yeah. Do you remember what you said about him? I don't. You said you looked like Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Belair when you last watched him. <laughs> Again, I'd back it. Um, <laughs> I, I think Undombele's had a, a great season, along with Holberg, actually. Along with Kane, but Kane's a weird one, isn't it? Because you've still got that British mentality about, like, almost, I don't think there's been enough hype about what he's done this season and getting top goals and top assists. No, he's been awesome and he's probably been top three players in the world, probably. Is he on the move? (sighs) If so, where would he go? And how much for I don't think he'll go, you know. I think he will. 
All right, so if he was to go, where and how much? Because you're talking a solid 20 goal a season striker plus assists. English, that always has on a premium. Mm. He's got three years left of those contracts, so that's going to cost you a bit. So where does he go and how much? You're looking at probably top three record transfers of all time, aren't you? You're looking at 150 plus. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if United go for him. I know they've been interested. I mean, everyone's interested. Um, I would, could see. Would, would you like to go for that? They've just tied Cavani down again for another season. Yeah. Yeah. Because really, you've got Cavani, striker. Martial, God knows where he's been. Uh, <laughs> I think Rashford now is like solid on the left. Yeah. Greenwood has been very impressive. Come off the right, but he's still, what, 19, 20? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like Kane could definitely come in and be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I can't see him going away. I think he'll he'll be desperate to try and beat Shearer's record. Yeah. Um, so I think the only uh, there's probably only three teams that could afford him, and that is United, Chelsea, and Man City. Yeah. Um, and I can't see him going to Chelsea, so that just leaves United or City. Um, so I think he would fit. I think he would do better at City, but I think the United move suits him more. I think I can see him more playing for United. He he would fit Klopp system, yeah, very well because you know this year he's dropped back, um, provided all the assists, linked the play like Bobby Firmino does. Yeah, um, but yeah, you just can't afford him. Either way, a, a KDB or a Bruno link up would be dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It'd be nice if you like when you get Kane, like Son just comes as a buy one, get one free, and you just have them both. <laughs> <laughs> who who do you think Spurs will replace Kane with? Um probably Sam, Sam's probably gonna say Andy Carroll or Mitrovic. And they're probably <laughs> eleven players like when they sold Bale. Yeah. I can, yeah, I don't know what strikers are really available at the moment. I, I can see maybe them trying to bring in a, uh, like a Jimenez or something just to try and fill fill, fill the vault uh, void a little bit. Obviously, it's not going to be an out and out replacement. So, what about if he if he were to go to City, could Jesus go back the other way? I can't see it. Because almost the way that City are going at the moment, they're looking at two top class players for every single position, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll keep he'll keep that. Um, watching City this season, I think Pep's only just playing the football that he actually wanted to play when he came in with the sort of like no recognised striker, yeah, the goal scoring midfielders and stuff, and he hasn't been able to play that because of how good Aguero's been. But when Aguero got injured, then the team changed a bit. And I feel feel like that's more his, his style. So, Yeah. Do you think, right, 
you hear me out on this one. <laughs> With Real Madrid, right, they're, they're clearly sniffing around Haaland and Mbappe. Right, even like Mane and Salah, they're sniffing around with. Do you think if one of those boys come in, Benzema will be available? Uh, yeah, he's pretty old now, though, isn't he? How, how old is he now? Thirty. Yeah, but everyone said that about Cavani. He's had a fucking insane season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but I think that's a classic Spursy thing to do. They'll they'll bring in Benzema for a couple of seasons. Yeah. While looking for a younger replacement. Oh. Name is name. No, I think he was off Bruno was offside initially. Mm. Um But yeah, I, I think like it's the probably the hardest job in the world replacing Kane in that Spurs team. Yes. They're playing against you know, Azerbaijani second teams uh in whatever the whatever European competition they go qualify for. So yeah, I don't know. I think depends, Kane, I think... depends what what how Kane wants his career to sort of finish. Because, like you say, we always we don't we didn't talk about him for our team of the season really. And is it because he hasn't won a trophy? Does he need a trophy? Does he? I don't know. That seems to be what team sports get graded upon is what trophies you win. Yeah, he's done a lot. He's obviously done it individually. He's done it everything, but but he hasn't got a, tre- a team trophy. Going to be the Euros, mate. Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. <laughs> as long as he fucking squares it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was watching that clip came up on, um, yeah, TikTok the other day. And not the fact that he, not the fact he didn't square it, but the second attempt, I don't know how he didn't fucking put it in. <laughs> it yeah. seems easier to score it. He somehow hit the defender. I, I, yeah. So two, two like weird instances he didn't square it and then the second attempt was easy to score easier to score it looked like anyway that's why you didn't get on team season <laughs> it probably was actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that was one thing that jamie says oh he didn't uh he didn't do it at the world cup and then sam responded with what the golden boot winner didn't do it at the world cup <laughs> <laughs> yes he's he's our specialist friend is jamie yeah. Well, that's what I mean. He's won every individual award possible. He just hasn't got a, tra- a team a team award, which is what football is. is. It's a team sport. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's we, why he doesn't get considered so much. Do you think on, on the sort of replacement topic, Bale would go back there? He wants to retire from football completely, as I've seen a story about that. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I, me and Sam had a big debate start the season, didn't we, Sam? We did. Um... And I went along those lines. He's given up, just wants to play golf. Yeah. Um, he's lazy. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, I still still sort of think that. And I, But I didn't think he'd have a, as good a season as he has, has done. And one Sam, thing that Sam you thought, said... Sam thought he would. Yeah, one thing that you said, Sam, is you thought he'll get 12 goal involvements. And you backed yourself heavily, didn't you? I did, mate. I did. I just could Things of Bale, he's so, like, he's made a chocolate. He? He's just so injury prone. But when yeah. he's on the pitch, he is one of the best finishers out there. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, like left foot is like awesome, and he, he's even great in the air. Yeah, I think a lot of people like forget he's so good in the air, and just... he threw he threw it that season. Like, well, this season, I think he's got eleven goals, two assists. So I was one goal off his correct goal tally. Um. 
But yeah, he, he's just whenever he's played, Spurs have looked better. Just so frustrating, isn't it, to be that good yeah. and just really not care? Yeah, I think Benzema came out and said the other day that um, not that known person that he said it in the media um, <laughs> that if Bale stayed fit, we would be talking about him amongst Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, he's that good. So. Yeah. And that's why he went to Madrid, but it just never hit it off. Uh, see, I, I don't know whether it did never hit it off. Like, if you, well, no, I'm, I mean, sorry, the, fan, the fans never liked him. They never oh, gave yeah. him a chance. Yeah, no. there, obviously, that, that Champions League goal doesn't get talked about enough. Absolute world, isn't it? Amazing. But uh, yeah, Ronaldo's always get there. A lot of people say Ronaldo's better, but I personally think that one was. Mm-hmm. I think like over Bale's Real Madrid career, he's been involved in like 170 goals or something, which is unbelievable. Yeah, I just meant the fans just never gave him a chance. Madrid fans have got to be oh, the hardest to please in the world. Yeah. Mm. Um, that seems to have come to a natural close there. I think we've debriefed very well. Um, let's finish it off then. Instantly, right now, who's winning the Prem next season? Cool. Um, I think uh, Man City again. Um. Yeah, I'd back him. Yeah, I see. See, I think Burnley. So um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll come back to this in a year's time. <laughs> no, I do think that. I think Man City would would yeah do it again. To be honest, if they with that defense they've got and well the whole team. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Quite a genuine one this time. Actually, chatting about genuine stuff and not chatting shit. Chill pod, um, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good pod. We all, I do enjoy these every now and then, so I want to take a break from the usual guide to uh, format. But we will get back to that next week and we'll start we'll get the chat shit back in. Might have um, some um, might have some stories from Saturday. Yes, that will be part of the Bicky breakdown one hundred percent. The stag do. Um not every story I'm sure, but there'll be some we can talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and then as I post on Instagram today, um, honeymoon is confirmed. So Bing. if you'd like a pod on tour, drop us an email. Um, and we'll I'd get love that. I yeah, I genuine. I would love to do a pod on tour. I'm not sure if Sarah would be happy. Us us going any honeymoon as well. Well, I'll book her into the spa. So <laughs> be all right. <laughs> love that. I'm just. Just picturing like the birds chirping, the de- the dolphins splashing, <laughs> sat on a beach, dipping your toes in, <laughs> moving your back to 50, doing a pod. Well, I prefer marble pans than metal ones. If <laughs> 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 you know, you know, you, know, you, know what you don't know, they didn't get released. So <laughs> but you will know one day. I'm just yeah. Fuck <laughs> it, we're doing the cooking one in Barbados now. I've set it up. I've set it up. <laughs> but yes, thank you very much for listening again, as always. Um, I will see you uh, next week. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.